1: pues oh, let's let's on that bunker. let's move on to to half back uh, so the rubdown big big balls calls here. And this is the best call. Uh, and someone will be hanging a hat on for 2022 is that Nico Hines will beat his 2021 average. Uh, we sang his praises all preseason. Uh, I think we started off and we had him around that sort of 16, 15, 16 pick. And as the preseason developed, we just got more and more on him. I think we had him maybe eighth or ninth pick in the end, um, mm-hmm. and we're backing that, and we're getting plenty of pushback um, from people going, you guys are fucking kidding yourselves. There's no way you take Hines in the first round. He's going to be a bust, blah, blah, blah. Well, best supercoach player for 2022. Fucking yeah. nailed it.
0: Yeah, on the on the money. Um, and then the, the next one, Semi Walker to out-average Kiri. The two, the two roosters halves, so and we we named that one as well.
1: Yes, and all three of us were big, big on that as well. We were um, mm. pretty down on, on Kiri. A lot of people were were pretty big on Kiri, um because of that run he had last year, um, and then obviously got injured. Um, but yeah, and that, and I guess as soon as we found out that it was, you know, pretty sold that you know walker was going to get the goal kicking i think that that cemented our opinion on on this one but yeah walker's been fantastic um but yeah it's mate, that heinz call i'll be talking about this heinz call for the next 10 years (laughs) i don't care what i don't care what anyone says over the next 10 years of doing this podcast i'll say yeah 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 but in 2022 we said draft heinz so there's that
3: I remember sort of leading up to my draft, you know, all, all the boys talking about it and, you know, I, I liked Hines. I always thought he was going to be like a late round one pick, but like you, you blokes were much higher than me and, fuck, I got a pushback, so I can't imagine uh, what, what you guys would have got.
1: Yeah, no, everyone. Everyone was – and then all yeah. the podcasts that I was on um, doing guest appearances on and stuff like that, um, they'd ask me, I'd say, yep, Hines is my my big guy for this draft, and they'd go, oh, Hines, really? It, okay. Uh, yep. Not hundred percent. Draft him. Get him in your side. Um, you won't be. Um, you won't be disappointed. And everyone was pushing back on it. So, hmm. but like you said earlier, Guru, you know, throw enough shit up against the wall. Some of it Something has to, to stick. And this yeah. one fucking stuck like super glue.
3: I'll uh, be honest with you. I, I had Sam Walker as mine and you know f- finished with a 59 average, which was good. I, I thought of ex- I I expected him to do better, to be honest with you. So I'm not not upset with the call, but I, I thought of, I thought Walker could push into the sort of 65, 70s. I, the I, month,
0: thought, I thought it was gonna be mid-sixties. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Um what about this bust? Oh, we had Adam Reynolds as a bust, and I mean he beat his average by two points, um, but I did not expect him to play the way that he did um, in a Broncos jersey. He was superb.
0: He grew grew another leg. Yeah, that first half of the season, he was unstoppable. The general.
1: general. Yeah he was crazy he was very good so we got that one um dead wrong i mean yeah he had injuries throughout the season but i think you know that when you draft adam reynolds that's just part of the package that you get with adam reynolds you know that you know he's going to sit down for 6 to 8 weeks throughout the season you just well, going no, to No he's that.
0: he's got he's got better uh, like better durability than that like last Mate, what, he hasn't six, played the last the 6 20 round, 20 games in last the last 6 eight. rounds he's, he's played yeah, right. over over 20 games he he will stay down and tackles and stuff like yeah. that. Sometimes he's he's a little bit of a Dugan in, in that respect. But mate, he's not losing not losing weeks. He he had a few niggling um, groin injuries through his career, and this he hasn't played in those games because he's obviously a kicker. But yeah, no, he's got some durability, mate. Don't don't knock him. Oh, he's a, he's a out. at the moment?
1: Okay, Branko Lee and Adam Reynolds. Here we go. <laughs> Who are we going to talk about <laughs> in five oh. eight so We talk about um, gamble in the five eight position about how good he is. <laughs> Fucking hell.
3: To your uh to your credit with Adam Reynolds, you know, you 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 caught him as a bust and he what well what he scored two more points than his average last year.
1: Yeah, I think Is, from said, memory. Yeah, two
3: points. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was two points. I'm just looking at it now. I mean, mate, for how well he had to play to beat it by two points, um, you might have been wrong, but I'm not sure if you were that wrong, to be honest with you.
0: He was the superstar in the Broncos team and he was one of the other players in the South team the year before. Yep. So yeah, I, I
1: agree with you there, Guru. So, Guru, you have had uh, CHT, another cowardice call from you.
0: Yeah, what is oh, going mate. on here? You, um, you, you Do you lack a spine
1: or is this fucking um... <laughs> hell? <laughs> well, yeah, so Man, obviously. I'm not wrong,
0: but fucking it, hell. It, mate, it, it's not
3: hard. Yeah, obviously, Man.
1: he didn't fire. Um, We'll move on. Sleepers, Hastings, Hastings. We were both big yeah. on him and he delivered.
3: Yeah, uh, I was pretty high on him in the preseason, as you guys know. And uh, he's actually going to be my sleeper again for this year. We're hearing that well, Tim Sheens has come out and said that he's going to play lock this year, which fucking blows me away. But it looks like he, if he's at the club next year, he'll be playing 13. And, uh, boys, if you have a look at his numbers towards the back end of the season when playing lock, he averaged 70 points, mm, um, including yeah. – you know, across three games, 55, 52, 55 base stats. So uh, he's still I, got I,
1: heaps of touches at lock two, didn't he,
3: mate? He had more touches than when he was at fucking halfback. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I, I don't think he could possibly fucking play a whole season there. But uh, whether he's at the Tigers or not, I don't know. I That's the
1: of, question. Do you probably, think yeah, he I, will I, be a I, tiger? Don't.
3: I don't know whether he will be. I I, I don't think he will be personally. I I think he'd be stupid to stay there. I think that there's never been a better time to be a halfback on the market, in my opinion. 100%. Um, And, yeah, I I think Jacko should leave this basket case and go somewhere else. But I don't know. We'll see how it plays out.
1: And you're probably still getting relatively cheap. Yep. Which is just crazy. If
3: he ends up at, like, a, a Dolphins or a Newcastle, I I think he'd be really interesting, Jackson Hastings. Uh, I've been saying it for a while. I reckon there's a world where he ends up with the Dragons as well. I think Newcastle, um, the Newcastle pickup of Gamble was quite astute. He, he's, yeah, he's a good player to have in your, in your system. Apparently, Joey is super keen on Gamble. Apparently, he's a huge fan of him. So, uh, an interesting, interesting one there. Mm, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I was I was very happy with Hastings. And um, it sort of was a call for a little bit left field from us. Um, definitely put uh, Hastings on a lot of people's radars uh, for their draft. And I think everyone got pretty good value on him because the word really wasn't out. Um, and then obviously once he came in for the Tigers you saw that huge culture shift and the way that he approached the game um, which was great for real life football and and, you know you passed the eye test but it also translated really well into super coach points which is fucking what we love so yeah I'll be big on Hastings again next year Um, yeah love him I like Drew. Something yeah.
3: to consider with Hastings as well. He he was, you know, like, like like a lot of these guys, but him in particular, he was injured mm. the entire season. He pretty much wasn't training during the week. He was mm. he was spending most of his weeks uh in, in a moon bird. He was completely fucked the entire year, but just kept showing up. So hopefully this off season well, I mean, he's he's planning on playing in the World Cup in a few weeks, so it'll probably be a similar story. But fingers crossed, if he can come into a full preseason, Uh, fit and ready to go. I also think there's still a world where he can grab the goal kicking as well. So he could be very interesting. Ooh,
1: Love that. Love that. All right. So other than Hastings, um, who impressed you and who are you looking at next year?
3: Uh, I've got my eyes on young Isaiah Katoa. He's uh, going up to the Dolphins. He's uh, been playing rugby union down here in Sydney at Barker College. He's gone through the Penrith system. Um, He was the player of the SG ball this year in the grand final. I'm not sure if you boys... Uh, heard about that grand final, but they were down, I think, 20 nil at half time to the Roosters, who were captained by Josh Wong, who I mentioned earlier, and uh, Isaiah Katoa led a huge comeback. They ended up winning 22 to 20 in that grand final. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you a little yarn. His his manager, um, he's with the AUB guys, and that they've got a pretty close relationship with Peter O'Sullivan, who's the recruitment manager up at the Dolphins. And He'd been keen on Isaiah Katoa for a few years, keeping an eye on him. Um, He organized a Zoom with Isaiah and Wayne Bennett. And Wayne Bennett sat on a Zoom with him for for, for about 20, 25 minutes and got off and said to Peter O'Sullivan, if you think he can play, sign him now because he's the sort of person I want at my club. So uh, Mm -hmm. very high regards for an 18-year-old that's still at school. Uh, He is the younger brother of Sione Katoa, the old Canterbury hooker from a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's, I, I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. I don't know if he plays in the first you know, week or whatever, but I think as the season goes on, he will be in the halves of the Dolphins. You, hopefully you'll get to see him at the World Cup with uh, Tonga as well. They're obviously a bit short on halves. So sure. Isaiah Katoa, I reckon he will be a huge sleeper. Obviously it'll be his first year in the NRL, so it'll be tough, but I just think he's got huge potential. And over the next few years, we're going to talk about
1: him a lot. Oh, I love that. So you think he'll partner Sean O'Sullivan uh, at the Dolphins?
3: Potentially, just depends who they sign. I think ideally they don't want to start with him, yeah. but made the way it's going, they might fucking have to.
1: That might be a nice sort of partnership for h- him as well. You know, Sean O'Sullivan being that type of general halfback that's going to control the you know, the day to day activities out there on the field with the kicking um, and positional play, and just going to let him sort of play eyes up footy uh, and be a young half, uh, that might be a nice little mix there.
3: He's another one, Sean O'Sullivan. I mean, I think people will sort of look at him and go, oh, he's going from the best team in the comp to potentially the worst. Fuck him. But, mate, he, he's, he's a very talented seven and over he over loves here. to run. He, he's he's got one, good of, good he's good 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 one good of the good best good footy good. brains in the in the game, they, they yeah. say. Oh, mate, he'll, he'll, he'll be coaching in no time, I think. Mm. If there was one player in this comp that I think will be a first-grade coach eventually, it'll be Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was really impressed with him. He was he had a fantastic year um when they called upon him to play for the Panthers. Walker, who impressed? Who are you looking at next year? Um so
0: who who impressed was um Mitch Moses. So it was one of one of the great great comeback and stuff. So he's he's he played really well. Um I think Lockie Miller when he, he played he obviously played at fullback, but um he's done his stint in in the halves previously as well. Um in Rez's Um but Fogarty. I thought when he mm. um, when he came back from injury, I thought he played very, very, very well, and I think the Raiders definitely became a different side when he was in the team. Oh, I a think you, more,
1: can, you can you a can lot count. A, a lot more
0: structure and a lot more structure and attack, and just like just the whole team played better. You can um, count their finals
1: it was, birth here between 2022. It was entirely uh, Jamal Fogarty. It's because yeah. of him coming to this side and, and being the general. He's been fantastic for me. Tommy Didon. I mean, fuck me, this kid can play. I love everything about him. He's tough as nails, loves to run the ball, um, and he loves to run the ball 10 meters out, and I love that for Mm. Supercoach because he scores a lot of tries. Ended up with a 58 average. I think he's going to tip up around that 60, 65 next year. I think he's going to grow in confidence. I think he's going to, you know... Obviously, be a, a more predominant playmaker in this Cowboys side for next year. I'll be looking at him very hard. Um, I, mate, anyone anyone who's willing to chop off their nut to play in the finals, he's <laughs> all right by me. But, mate, he, he's all for the cause. Mate, and the defense. he, Mate, he just chops them. Tommy Dearden, they run at him mm. again and again. You saw it um, at Origin. They ran at him all day, and he was just chopping cunts. I love that. Um, so, yeah, it was all about Tommy Dearden for me.
3: He's, uh, I think he's uh, after Jill Dill Brown. I think he's the second-best defensive half, half in this comp now. Correct. Uh, he's very impressive. I think it'll be interesting with Dearden. He was dual position this year, um, didn't play any halfback. Do we think he holds on to that? Yeah. that? Not a chance. A Not a chance. He'll just huh? be 5'8". Yeah. He's he just going, going to be a 5'8". That's going to hurt. They've been
0: pretty pretty strict with it the last last year or two years. So I think, yeah, a lot of the players that haven't played
3: in the other position, they're just going to lose it. It will be interesting. We've obviously moved off him, but, I mean, you know, going off that, Hastings, if he's named to start at 13, he could be 2RF slash halfback, which would be massive. Mm.
1: Mm. I I think if you're playing in the halves, you should be halfback 5'8". Actually, it shouldn't be halfback 5'8". It should just be halves because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's such an interchangeable position nowadays well, it's and not it's, like it was
1: it's so fucking shallow like and it's mm. just a fucking nightmare trying to get a half and a 5-8 both of them that can play and that's why these guys that are halfback 5-8 dual eligible are just gold like tell me it isn't the most valuable fucking um dual position in the game
0: yeah, it's, it's up there for sure.
1: It's it's amazing, and if that's what they're going to do, they're kind of cut blokes down like this. Tommy did down to halfback. Um, Luke here will probably keep it. Who else did they have? Yeah, Jackson Hastings. He was a halfback, five eight. Obviously, he'll lose one of those. Semi Walker picked up both. Yep. So um, yeah, yeah, it's another position. If that continues to happen, um, you know, it's. Jesus, it's starting to get yeah pretty worrisome, especially for guys like you, Guru, who were you know in a fourteen-man league. Like that's scary.
3: Oh, maybe yeah, very scary. And you know, there's, there's other guys like, and like it doesn't as much affect but even like your Nico Hines, like he's going to lose um fullback next year as well. Like it is yeah, yeah, it, it's going to get tougher and tougher. And your half, you're gonna have, you're going to have like, got,
0: yeah. got, you're going to have guys fucking drafting Adam
3: Clune. Well, my well, hundred percent, mate. I remember waking up in about round five, and Adam Clune. I didn't get him off the waiver wire, and I was fucking devastated. That that, that that's where it gets to in our comp. Like in, in these deep teams, leagues, it is, it is brutally hard just to get your hands on any seven and six that are just running out that weekend.
1: Yeah, hectic. I mean, that's tough. Bro. I, the two big moves I'd make for positions, I, I'd have middles. You have middles and your back rowers and hookers. So you lump in your locks and your front rowers into into that spot and you can play them interchangeable and then you'd have halves. So half back and five eight would be one position. They all and you lump all them together. I think that'd be a really, really good improvement for um Supercoach. I
0: mean, think it, it it lends itself to how um, NRL fantasy is actually right out, I think.
1: Yep. It just just it's the pools are so diluted um, If you've got all these Different positions yeah. it's very very hard Alright boys let's get into 5-8 uh, So big balls calls For the rub Wooker, you had deal bags bounce back, 60-plus, yeah. nailed it. Fucking didn't you nail on, that one?
0: On, on, it was one of the better calls that we had all season. Killed
1: it. Um, yeah. Killed it. My one, SJ to go 60-plus, fail, fail, fail. He really did not do what I thought he was going to Look, I was big on the Warriors. I was big on Walsh. I was big on SJ. I was big on this Ford pack that the Warriors had. I thought they'd be a formidable team, and it just didn't pay off, and SJ paper, was well this- bl- below his best
0: on paper at the start of the season they they did look on paper Chichi. one of the, one of the teams that could could sh- give things a bit of a shake not the premiership but i mean like that top eight but, but yeah. for
1: Supercoach, like they those they're one of those teams that they they do have a lot of super coach points in them um guru i know you were pretty big on the warriors for super coach uh was i yeah
3: yeah right okay um <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah, right right now he's thinking what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, what the
3: fuck <laughs> I I'm, I'm even looking at someone? I'll
0: tell you what, that that's not a coward call at all.
3: Yeah, I'm uh I've obviously been keen. I guess like I was keen on uh you and Aiken and a few worries. Yeah, fair. Uh the SJ one though, I wouldn't have backed that one. I've never really been a big SJ guy when it comes to super coach. He just never I, I just can't fucking
1: rely on him. I got um, whipped up into the social media stuff. It got me. The roller coaster. It got me. You, you I just, just
0: love that. You love that picture of him fucking smiling. Mate, the,
1: the whole the whole narrative. The I I fell for the narrative. I I was reading his social media you stuff did. about how happy he was and he was smiling and I was like, fuck, hook, line Lion sicker, got me. Can't I think it. the uh,
3: the deal bags. You know, obviously a very good call. But I, like, I remember when when you guys said this in the preseason and I said to you guys like. He's gonna have a year where he's gonna be a fucking superstar. It's just a matter of picking which year it's gonna be. I personally didn't think it was gonna be this year, but fuck, if you managed to get deal bags this year, you would you would have absolutely flown home.
1: Huge. Yeah, he has been fantastic. I mean, with ball in hand, pretty hard to bring down. That left foot step that he's been throwing about looks like it's impossible to read.
0: There's few there's few better with the ball in hand, I think.
1: Yep. It was very sexy. Uh, Guru, you had Kurt Mann. I mean, we all fell for Kurt Mann um, after those trial games. Um, After you put that big hit on Jared Warrior Hargraves, we were all going, holy fuck, Kurt Mann is here. And uh, we all fell for that. And it just sort of didn't happen after that, did it?
3: Yeah, I just love the idea of him playing 13. I thought he was going to do really well. And I remember the first week, um, he played about 60 minutes and I think he scored like 40, 42, something. And I remember thinking, oh, Kurt Mann played 62 minutes. That'll upgrade to a 50. That's a good knock. And, you know, just looking at his scores now, it stayed at 40. The next week, he played 62 minutes, stayed at 30. And and then he had a, you know, a five week decent run at 13 86, 53, 49, 49, 43. But, um, yeah, I expected him to do much better in that 13 role. And, like, granted, you know, he had a heap of injuries and stuff throughout yeah. the year, but yeah. none of his yeah. scores Eagles are really injury-affected at the end of the day. He played played a minimum of 60 minutes in every single game this year, pretty much, bar one, but I don't think that was injury-affected. So, uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty bang-average call there by me.
1: I yeah, I, well, I can't blame you though because I saw of good. Well. He looked good in the
3: in, yeah, in the trials. Well, so. yeah. oh, I was just so distracted by those Warriors that I fucking loved, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I think Natty might have put you under the spotlight there, mate. But...
1: You're all over him. You're all over all the Warriors. <laughs> I remember. Um, busts. We both. We both had Adam Dewey. Now, uh, I don't know whether this is a bust. Uh, I mean, he ended up with a 59 average. When when what round did he come back? Uh, pretty late from memory. I think I was there. It was
3: the Parramatta game. I'm not giving you a number though, so that's not helping you in any. No, way. round fifteen.
1: Round fifteen. I mean, if you yeah. get if you got him as your last pick or you picked him up free agent, I mean, it's fine. But if you ended up spending any sort of of a pick on him sort of like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, something like that. I think it's still a bust. You didn't get enough out of him, but if you, it was just a roll of the dice, your last pick, or if if you got him off waivers or free agents, I I guess that's fine. Um, It just, by the time he came back into this side, the Tigers were just a rabble.
0: Well, before, before he hit his straps, which is in round 18, he scored 14, 36 and 27. It ended the season with a six, nearly a sixty average, like he, he went on an absolute tear, getting yeah, scores like eighty seven, one 122 99 second last game of the season in the final, if you had him, uh, pretty big.
3: Yeah, I I, I think similar to Cam McInnes, if if you look at the average, it's it's not great, but when you consider he's coming back from injury, you weren't picking him for his first few games. You were picking him for the back end, and mm. he did pretty well. Like he'd be looking at a like like a fifty nine average. I reckon if you take out those first three games where you know he played 19 minutes 48 then he did play the eighty against Parramatta I mean you're probably looking at a he'd probably push a 70 average there I'd say once yeah. you take it those three really low games so oh, 60s at least
1: he's yeah, he's the type of player we will be talking a lot a lot about in the preseason because oh. of those those oh. uh early games that bring his average down that's supreme value at that 59 where people will just just only look at that 59 average and they'll place them in their pre-draft list again against that average, whereas, you know, the value's up around that 70, isn't it?
3: And I would also just point out that um, Tim Sheens is going to be coaching next year. Now, Tim Sheens' specialty for the last 30 years of rugby league is putting your best players in good positions. Um, I personally think you'll start to see... Dewey put in a lot of good spots off scrums. That's how I'd be using him. I think that's when he's at his most damaging. So I could see a bit of upside
1: to Adam Dewey heading into next year. Yeah, mm. I love that. I love that call. Um, sleepers, boys, uh, we'll, we had Connor Tracy, which would have been a good call, and then Telekai oh, came on I mean, the mean, scene. Talakai, started No one up, fucking yeah. saw that coming. So, um, yep, went down there. And Guru, you had Lachlan Ilias. He's had a bit of a roller coaster season, um, yeah. but where you would have picked him, which would have been really late. What's your thoughts on this?
3: Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I, uh, I had this one wrong. I, I thought that he, just from watching him in reserve grade and stuff, he tended to run the ball a little bit more there. I think that I... I got more sucked into his reserve grade performances over how he would actually fit into this footy side. Um mm. his role yeah. in this footy side was to lay Coleman Tungy off so the left side could strike. Uh, and he did that really well throughout the season. Uh but yeah, this one was a this one was a pretty bad call for me. I ended up drafting him. You know, and as I said, this is how desperate it is in my combine that I've drafted him at about round 11 or so just because he was dual position. Um, and it meant that I had someone to put there. Uh, but yeah, dropped him pretty quick, smart. This was a, uh, this was a mistake on my front. Like there's a game, there's a game against Penrith where he played really well. He had 40 creative stats and he scored 55. Like just, just a, you just can't do it. So, um, I think he got better as the season went on, but definitely not good enough for, uh, for you to be looking at in your supercoach sides,
0: And I think he had some shaky moments just in NRO as well. And look, a rookie halfback, you kind of expect that. It's trying to fill the boots of, of A-Ray. It's, it's not going to happen overnight.
3: No, it's not. But I mean, like, he, he did do such a fucking good job. Uh, but, it, yeah. you know, I, I think he's also going to be one of those guys that it's not going to translate to supercoach. He's, he's, he's your classic... Um, uh,
1: Cronk, Cronk. sorta of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chad exactly. Townsend that type. Yeah,
0: I mean Chad Townsend's had a few big games this season, but he's also had a lot of twenties.
1: Yeah, but you know, like the 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 value in Chad Townsend is immense, and if you looked at his Super coach scores, you'd think he's a fucking you know Small. reserve grader. Yeah. Um. All right. So, who impressed you, Guru? Who are you looking at next year?
3: Um yeah, tough here. I I don't really have anyone that's uh jumping out at me straight away, to be perfectly honest with you. I as as I said, I think Dewey uh under Tim Sheens, I think he could be really impressive next year. But um outside of that, no one's really if if Newcastle can sign a good halfback, I'll be interested in Tyson Gamble. I will have a look at him as a real deep sort of guy. But um, if I'm not getting Cam Munster, Dylan Brown, one of these guys real early. Another position that I'll probably let it slide, slide. maybe, you know, that's the other thing you'd have to assume as well. Are there,
0: are there any positions that you're targeting?
3: Yeah, no, well, uh, I'm <laughs> Sorry, not, mate. sorry, uh, sorry uh, mate. No, 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 that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But well, what I'm saying is, though, that for some of these positions, I will get early guys Yeah. Yep. And, and I'll be happy with that. But if I don't get early guys, I will stack in other spots. So um, Is, is,
0: is um, Joshy Shuster, is he someone that you're looking at at all?
3: No, I can't do it. I'm I'm not oh,
0: no. going to
1: oh, be, no. be there next year. I'm never again. <laughs> yeah. It's As yeah, you As you can, oh, oh, can oh, probably tell
0: I, I said that for Natty's benefit not yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
1: no way. Wooker, you got anyone you you pumped about? Oh, I
0: mean like Scotty Drink, had one of the seasons to remember. He yeah ap- wasn't picked at the start of the season. And obviously the injury to to Hammer opened the door for him and never looked back. He Took it with both hands. Um, I think Brimo he played a lot better than I was expecting. Um, even though he filled a lot in in fullback, he came in with an absolute wet sail um, in this season. Um, but I I really do think that Burton is going to have a, a crackerjack of a season next year. And I think the players that they're um, they're bringing into the the system are definitely players that will help bring up everyone around them. Um, so I Matt I think Burton is definitely one that can put maybe 10 points on his average um and depending on on the team structure maybe Ezra Mamm as well. Mm, so he had call. a very he had a very um a very limp last say seven games. Um so I think he was sitting at an average of of around 60 65 to 70 um and just like the Broncos just played like a busted asshole if I'm honest. Yeah, he
1: fell off a cliff.
0: Yeah,
3: no, no, exactly. And hey, well, just on one of the guys that you mentioned there, I think it's worth us noting. Scott Drinkwater, I don't see a hope in hell that he keeps five eight next year. No,
0: no, not at all. He's gonna be he's gonna be full back fullback line. He yeah. played he played one or two games at five eight while Didden was out. So that is the the one tra- chance in hell that he'll keep it. But it's it's unlikely.
3: Yeah, it, it was one game that he was named at six and played there. So I which is going to make life incredibly fucking
1: difficult. Another one. Another
0: one. Another one that we're losing. Jesus.
1: Jewels. Jewels are just – And, look, I remember talking about um, how little jewels we had at the start of this season.
2: Mm.
1: Next year is going to be wild. Yeah. Um, for me, guys, it's it's AJ Brimson Walker. You mentioned him. Um, he obviously came home and absolutely fucking killed it. Three round average of one hundred and three, five round average of ninety seven point eight. Uh, I just love him as a super coach player. Uh, the way that he plays, the way that he moves. Plenty of tackle breaks. Very hard to handle. Uh, Very inconsistent uh, in the first half of this season. Uh, You know, he had some sub-40 games, even some sub-30 games. Um, But then he picked it up and sort of went, you know, a couple of 70s, a 60, then an 80. And then, yeah, towards the end there, it was 67, 111, 82, 139, and 90. Uh, I think even though... Uh, him sitting on the, the five-round average and three-round average and then obviously a pretty sexy season average of 64. Um, I just don't think people will be looking at him just because he plays for the Titans. He's not a sexy name. Mm. People are going to have that sort of bad taste in their mouth because the Titans were such a failure this year, obviously making the eight uh, the season before and then you know being such a fucking shit show this year. I think there's going to be supreme value there. I think he can be one of those players that gets up there around that 70. He is going to be one of those guys that keeps the jewel because he did play a lot of fullback yeah, will, um, yeah. for, throughout the season. So I do yeah. like AJ Brimson for 2023. Is he round, oh, round one, Uh Not round one. And look, to be honest... I, I'd, I'd shoot for a round two because... Yeah, um, I do like
0: With Foreman coming into the system, I think... Whilst foreign isn't going to be setting the world alight in supercoach, he is going to bring a lot to this side. Um, yeah, I, 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 I it
3: can't be understated. I, I think yep. if you're in my comp 14 man, would you take him pick 14?
1: Fuck, I'd think about it for sure. Yeah. For sure, i he has it's, it's,
0: he, a, it's at least on the turn,
1: he, um, he has that ability. To go that sort of, he'll be one of those players that if it all works for him next year, he can be one of those players that gets those 150, 160 scores. He it just his game is so conducive to super coach scores. He's
0: he's almost as easily the type of player that will score thirties though.
1: Well, um, that's what you hope
0: if, he, if he's if he's not if he if he isn't foreign.
1: Well, that's what you hope he fixes a little bit, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah. what I, what I'm seeing is you know how Cody Walker went from one of the most inconsistent players to shoring up that floor where he wasn't getting below 50. If AJ can be one of those players where he's still pumping out those 130, 140 scores, but brings his floor up to that 45, 50, fuck me, that's sexy.
3: Can I ask you, which one do you draft first? And I think these two players, Volver and Kieran and arriving, if we find out that David Fafita is going to be playing outside Foz and that's going to be their combo on that edge, do you go for Fafita first or Brimson? Brimson for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd,
1: I'd, I'd actually stack in with Firma, personally. Ju- Jewel is a big one. Fullback five eight, and just, yep. I just, I just think, yeah, I've just got a good feeling about Brimson. I mean, some of those games I was watching at the back end of this season, he was impossible to handle. He was just doing everything. And he's that type of guy that is that triple threat. You know, he can put a nice grubber in for a try assist. Um, He can break the line himself. He's got fantastic footwork. He's a superb support player as well. So if they do make breaks, um, you know, he's always there in support. The other thing is we didn't see a lot of him linking up with Jaden Campbell, another player who I think will be better for the run in 2023. Jaden Campbell, AJ Brimson, firing it up. I do like that. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think Jaden Campbell had a very broken season with
1: um with injuries and, and such. So yeah, I like that call. Um, I mean, we'll talk about Jaden Campbell. I was about to start going on a big read about mm, Jaden. Yeah, Campbell. I'll we'll talk I'll, about because He man. is sexy. He is sexy. All right, boys, oh, let's oh. get into CTW. So the rub down big balls course CTW. Uh Wookie, you had Lomax sixty five plus. How'd you go there?
0: Yeah, did not quite get there but he, he had a good back end of the season. He got a 60, so he's pretty much bang on what expected. So big ball score, probably
1: not. I had Joe Manu to Betty's 2021 20, average, and I was huge on Manu all preseason, and I was trying to bring you around with me. I think I got you there in the end, Wooker. You did. You, was, got,
0: you got me at the end, but fuck, like, um, I wasn't expecting him to, to do it, <laughs> and he fuck, he didn't just beat it. He just annihilated it.
1: Yeah, he was fucking unbelievable, Manu, and I can't believe, I mean, I talked about it at the start of the podcast how I went Schuster over Manu, yeah, mm. terrible. Yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll be. Yeah, I'll, let's just move on. Um, <laughs>
3: it, it is pretty impressive, though. Like Joey Marno, he finished with finished with an average of seventy six. He uh he scored above what fifty five once in his last six weeks.
1: Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? it was tra- he was traveling so high. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. He, some of those scores he put up. I mean, whenever you saw him put in a different position, you knew he was going 100+. plus. Didn't matter if it was 5-8 or fullback, just a different position than centre. You just knew 100-plus game coming.
3: Yeah. Well, mate, in round four against the Dragons, he scored 100 points. That wasn't in his top five scores of the year.
1: Yeah. Fucking wild, Crazy. fucking wild, and in all honesty, in most 10-man leagues, he probably goes round five, round six, so someone's picked picked him up round five, and just it's just worked out perfectly, I mean, a captain option each week, to be honest, especially in those games when he was playing out of position. Well, we, we we had the bloke that uh, dislocated his thumb and did a number on himself. He like he,
3: he he's pretty fucking clueless, but he laugh was unbelievable. He had Latrell, Manu, and Dylan Brown.
1: Oh shit! In that a fourteen man
0: league, that is a
3: triple. It was huge, and he still managed to go out in a prelim. Wow,
0: wow that's um, that's that's rough. That
1: that would hurt. That's that's a sexy team. Um, Booms, boys. Uh, Waka, we went Daniel Tupu. Now, the reason we went Daniel Tupu is we, we we thought that Kiri would be on the left. Um, was it? We thought Kiri would be on the left. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and then yeah. it, it, the season started and they they're on opposite edges and that sort of stifled the attack of Toops, And then they obviously were just going to Suwali again and again in the in the in the air. Um, but then they had a late switch where Kiri moved back over to the left. And that's where we saw the resurgence of Daniel Tupu scoring a lot of tries. I think he got seven tries in uh, as many games or maybe eight games um, and the leading up to this injury that he got. But I think if Kiri had played on that left edge all year long, um, I think he would have been up around that 60, 65 average. He ended up with a 57.6. So that's not a boom. Um, But I think... And we got it wrong, obviously, but I think it was just off the back of us thinking that Kiri was going to be on the left.
0: Yeah, nah, for sure.
1: And Guru, you went your boy, Isaac Tungol.
3: Yeah, I uh, was obviously huge on him heading into this season. And, uh, yeah, he provided 60-point average. Um, I think the stat went in the first 11 games. He got nine tries disallowed uh, that were sent upstairs. So um, a 60-point average is fantastic, but fuck, I'll tell you what, it could have been a lot more, and I think it would have been a heap more if Luai or Nathan Cleary played in the last month because uh, he went sub 40 in three out of his last four games and still finished with a 60-point average. So I think there's value in Tungo. Uh, next season, I'll talk about that in a minute.
1: Though, and what about what about that um, sort of area there, where you know Taylor May was scoring a lot of the tries, and everyone was like, "Oh fuck, Tungo's, he's not firing." And went, and then the second everyone doubted him, he just went on a fucking run. Taylor May didn't get any ball, didn't score any <laughs> tries. Tungo yeah. was getting all the ball, scoring all the tries. So, yeah. I, I like, I, I don't keep tabs on classic stuff, but was there a lot of people trading Tungo out around that time?
3: Yeah, stack mate. A heap traded him out. (laughs) Um, Oh no. And And you know what? He's one of those guys that You know, when he scores a try, he doesn't go astronomical. Like, he'll he'll get you 70s, 80s, which is fantastic, but he's not the sort of guy that can sting you for 130. Um, So it it probably didn't hurt as people as as much as it probably should have. Uh, But, yeah, mate, you look at his last one, two, three, four, five. I think his last six games he didn't score a single try. He had a heap taken off him at the start of the season. So a 60 average, all things considered, is very, very conservative for this guy. Yeah, for sure. And I I think you're right. There's going to be a big value there. team in that team. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like, God, he, he could he could do anything as you yeah, so he could, say. Yeah.
1: Could could be and anything again soon. He could be anything. <laughs> um busts so look, we had Dane Gagai. Now obviously started the year and was absolutely killing oh, we, it. We were, we were we were absolutely wrong. But well, uh, were we? Because he ended up with a 56 average. But no, compared to a seventy, I mean, take that one twenty three out and that one oh six. Do you know what I mean? Like the middle yeah. of the season was pretty fucking disgusting for him. I mean, that's that's what we were talking about with Dane Gagai was the the forty ones, the mm. sixteen, the nineteen, the the sub 40s Well, you, you,
0: you look at you look at where he was before he got the one hundred and twenty three. Oh, and the seventy seven before that, he was on a fifty two. Yeah, so look, Mate, I, I, I back that in.
3: Mate, the 123 was the worst 100-point game I've seen from an individual. He got given an absolute <laughs> fucking bath that day and got very lucky in the back end.
1: Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, Riso had him um, and just at, piled on the points in the grand final. I loved it. it I, had, I
3: had a lot
0: of fun watching that. I was
1: loving it. I was going, oh, he's got Dane Gagai. The Gagai regret. Fantastic. He'll get 35.
0: <sighs> oh, no, you meant
1: 130. Mm, mm, interesting. Guru, you had Tyrell Sloan. Yeah, Um.
3: and this is another one that I think you're probably going, oh, what a fucking coward pick, but, mate, people were really
1: – No, they worried. were. Yeah, uh, they, were. It was they
3: were. Fucking ridiculous. Um. Even uh, – and, like, like, obviously he didn't play a heap of first grade. He played limited minutes and stuff, but – I mean, mate, all you have to do is go and have a – and I'll never forget it. The guy that drafted him in my con said, I got Sloan, and I went, you're going to fucking regret that. And he went, what are you talking about, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, played week one, didn't score a try, got 78. And he went, fuck, I told you so. And I went, he'll score a try and he'll get fuck all soon. He scored a try and he got 26 the week after. <laughs> and, um, and I just thought, I'm not even going to text him. I'm just going to leave it. He knows what he's done. Uh, and then, of course, he hardly played any first grade after that at all. Uh, even his last game against the Broncos, I thought he played really well. He had a good line break with a couple of tackle breaks. He scored 27. So um, he will forever be a hard pass for me. Sloan, I love him as a footballer, but super coach wise the output just is not
1: there. Yeah, for sure. You know, that was a great call for me. I remember you saying it, and sort of I didn't know enough about this kid, so I was sort of like buying into the hype a little bit, and then you were like, look, don't even worry about it. It'll be a fucking huge bust. And that was enough for me to get the, the fucking Sharpie, the red Sharpie out and put a lawn through him. And yeah, thank God I did. Uh, sleepers. So we, we've we got DWZ here uh Walker and Guru you were pretty big on DWZ as well I remember we did the the Supercoach summer series and we had DWZ as a guy that you know really keep an eye on obviously in the Warriors system playing on the right edge outside SJ and you know for the past sort of four or five years when SJ has been firing that mm. real estate outside SJ has been fantastic for scoring tries it just didn't happen did it?
3: Now, this I actually remember thinking and saying. So I understand what you're saying with your Warriors now. I'd completely forgot about this. But, yeah, I I liked him being on the right wing with SJ. I actually had him the year before in my team, and I had Reese Walsh as well. And it was a good little combo to have. Uh, but, yeah, just didn't. Just didn't quite eventuate with DWZ. Fuck, it's been a weird little career, hasn't it? Like mm. leave Penrith, mm. bounce around at Canterbury. Fucking, I'm the New Zealand captain. All of a sudden, now I'm sort of at the Warriors. It's it's been a sh- bizarre career how it's all played out.
1: Yeah, and it just didn't just didn't work out for him. And then, obviously, uh, you know, a few guys started getting some form in that side. Uh, you had Jesse Arthurs um, strung a few good games together. Then this Ed Cossey came on, started playing yeah, left wing. Um, he was, really he was well. scoring tries left, right, and center for him. And DWZ was sort of the guy that was left out. So yeah, didn't get that one. Guru, and now I remember this because it, you came on and it was just after you'd talked to Timmy Williams, who was selling Matty Tomoko very high. Uh, I hope you've given him shit for this one. Um just didn't live up to what we thought he was going to be. Oh, Matty Tomoko.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think if you had him, which I did, and he was a fourth CTW, um, had a four forty-five point average. I think that if you if you picked your right moments with him, your right matchups, he did okay uh but yeah as a whole you know you couldn't be overly stoked with him but i mean mate every like he scored he scored 2 against the titans he scored 1 against the warriors uh he scored 1 against newcastle he scored 1 against the titans again he scored 1 against the tigers if you picked him in your right matchups he was okay to have as a 4ctw but um. Yeah, 45 points. I probably thought he would do a little bit better than that. And in the first few weeks, I was pretty confident he'd do better than that. I'll tell you what really killed him, though getting moved to the right-hand side. Oh, that 100%. Really, yeah, that was, it, that was the killer pre-season. Well, you see if, Seb, Chris,
1: Se, Seb Chris playing on the left. He has been their top try scorer. He's
0: been scoring tries every fucking week. Scored 14 this
1: year. And yeah. if someone said to you at the start of, of this season that Seb Chris would average more than Matty Tomoko, you would just laugh your tits off at him. But it happened. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, I'd rather not have this conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Look,
0: even, even with the two try game, his highest score was still 77.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it says a lot. And Raiders are a weird old side for um, super Coach points. I've said this a million times. If it's not Joey Tappanay, eh, just a or, weird. Or Hudson young. Yeah, well, or or Hudson young. young. It's just a weird side for supercoach points. Yeah. Um, all right, Guru, who impressed? Who are you looking at next year?
3: All right, so I've got two to throw at. I'll throw the first one at you for the second preseason in a row. Isaac Tungo, um, as yep. I said, he had a heap of tries taken off him. I also think that the way that Panthers edge is going to change, you guys mentioned, you know, Taylor May was getting all these tries and all this. Taylor May were getting all these tries because they had Viliami out there, and you ended up seeing Tungo just run that overs line to create space for out. I don't think Luke Garner's got that in his game, that sort of ball playing that out showed. So... I think, I think it's going to work more in the favor of Isaac Tungo now. I also think another guy that I'll talk about later, it's going to be interesting to see now that they don't have, like you think about the last few years, they had Matt Burton out there at center who played as a second five eight. They had Kick out there who he sort of played as, you know, a second ball player sometimes. I don't think they're going to have that anymore. So I think the big winners out of this will be one Isaac Tungo, but I also think you might see Dylan Edwards start to pop up on that left edge a little bit more, which we haven't seen over the last few years. So Tungo for me, as I said, I think 60 was very, very conservative for him this year. I think he'll get close to a 70-point average uh, for the Penrith Panthers next year. And my other one, who I think will be the sleeper of the draft this year, um, I think he will land a center spot at the Dolphins. I know I know what you're saying, walk the immortal Rico is up there. Uh, <laughs> I personally think that yeah. this part-time tradie will get in over him. His name is Valence Tavare. Uh, he, they signed him from Rugby Union last year, and he's been playing up there at the Redcliffe Dolphins. I'll just run you through some stats. So – he played 12 games in Queensland Cup last year. He scored 11 tries, had 15 line breaks. Now, 12 games, he had 74 tackle breaks. Oh, yeah. So Jesus. you do the math, you're looking at about six tackle breaks per game, which is oh, unbelievable. 15 line breaks. He averages 140 metres. Last year was his first ever year of rugby league. So his first two games of rugby league were for the Dolphins. The first game... He scored two, he had three line breaks, and he had 14 tackle breaks. His second game, which was a draw, so a close game, he had two tries, three line breaks, and 13 tackle breaks. Uh, very Conrad Harrell sort of vibe. Mm. There's only been three games this entire season where he hasn't scored a try in them. So I think he's a guy that can snag a centre spot there. Might not be round one, but I think he will eventually. And when he does, I think he's going to really cause a lot of havoc up there for the Dolphins.
1: Oh, fuck, I love that. That is sexy. Mm, mm. I'd,
0: I'd be I'd be all over him if you play for the Broncos. But um, No, he, he sounds awesome.
1: And I'm getting, he won't make okay. it anyway. The I, big Brinko Lee will have it. Oh no! Hey. Have to be, be, look, he's, 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 for he's
0: for probably it. going to be part of that through the season, but I'll be looking at his. Um, <laughs> oh, that's real. Nice.
3: And, and boys, I'll tell you right now, he'll be one. He'll be one of your favorites. He's got a mullet. He's a little bit pudgy. Oh, God, yes. We love. He's a bit of a larrikin. Sign him up. Oh, sign sign him up.
1: Yeah. Oh, right, look it's who all you good. got.
0: Um. So who, who impressed me? Obviously Taylor May. The way he started the season, he absolutely fucking nailed it. Um. Alex Johnston um scoring tries obviously left, right and centre all through the all through the season. Um I think one of the ones that he's gonna have a, a fair regression is obviously Nick Meaney. Yeah, we finished the season on a sixty-one average, played a lot of heart, uh, a lot of fullback with the with the storm. Obviously not going to be getting that as much next season. And yeah, there's gonna be a slight regression there. Um your point, Guru, about Tango, hundred percent. I'm I'm all on board on that. Um, I think there's going to be a bit of a resurgence on Toto next season. Um I think he's he's gonna definitely be able to build from his fifty nine average from last year or this year, I should say. And I think, yeah, Cobo Cobbo. Bit of a um, bit of sell on Cobo um will make the world go round.
1: The Cobb life, love that. Um, for me, uh, look, yeah, plenty of guys that impressed me. I loved the the Sharks wingers. Uh, I thought there was a lot of value in both those guys, Ronaldo Militello and Siena Katoa, scoring a lot of points. Sharks, obviously splitting up their attack both left and right with Nico Hines chiming in on both sides. They were getting plenty of points. Love that. Ruben Garrick, we talked about him in the preseason walk saying that he would be the better mm. draft pick yeah. over Brian To'o. Oh, We've got a lot of pushback for that. Now, we did get that right, but if you did do that and you had Ruben Garrick in your side, you're probably yeah. pretty pissed yeah. off in the finals. Um, so, psh, geez, we got it a little bit right, a little bit wrong, I guess. Uh, but the guy that I'm really interested um in for next season is Campbell Graham now with this injury and obviously missing a little bit of football playing on the right edge I just don't think people have really caught on to how fucking good this kid is even playing on the right now next year uh, if we get a fit and firing Latrell that's not 115 kilos that's you know coming in at a good weight and is fit we know that he likes to go down the right just as much as he likes to go down the left Um, and Campbell Graham put up some Scintillating scores, while even while Latrell was out during the season, I mean, at mm. one point I think he was averaging seventy. So yeah, I think I think he's going to be a supreme pickup. Campbell Graham um, sitting at a sixty three point one average. I just I just love him for next year. I really do. I don't I don't hate that.
0: I don't hate that at all. He's um he's definitely one that's always been on, on the radar a little bit. Just difficult, difficult side of the field to be on in that in that um that bunnies team.
1: But yeah. I, 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 that's what I thought at the start of this season. But watching how Luttrell can ball play and how well he does it both sides of the field, like his left to right is just as sexy as his right to left. Um. Yeah, I I think he'll be fine. I think we just need a healthy Latrell for Campbell Graham to fire and get to the heights that we know he can. Uh, You're a pretty big fan of Campbell Graham, aren't you, Guru?
3: Yeah, yeah, big fan. Um, I just I worry about when the team's got such a strike edge on the left, uh, going with someone on the right. But uh, I think he's just such a supreme player. I'll be I'll be very very keen on him if he gets uh, Isaac Thompson outside him. I think that he has to be in that side next year, and I think they could strike up a really good combo there. But um, I think for how early you'll have to go on Campbell Graham, I, I just I think I'd rather pick a player that's on a real strike edge.
1: Oh.
0: I'll tell you what, my my dick is still red raw from at the start of the season when we we're talking about him
1: playing left edge. Oh yeah, so it was. Well, he did um, play. He played there a, a little bit yeah, throughout the for,
3: season for the, for the season. And but you yeah. can't
1: rule it out once again. No, yeah, no, it it's happening. so. I tell you BT's what, boys. If favorite. you want, if you want the bunnies' right edge to fire, let me know. I'll put heaps of money on AJ to score. I'm <laughs> telling you, <laughs> that right edge will fucking fire. Because on the uh, weekend, <laughs> mate, I had a few multis and they all had AJ in them. Oh God, did not um, work out well for me at all.
0: I'm going to bring it back to one of the, one of your calls earlier, um, Guru. Yep, at our car. Yeah, I think I think he he is going to be an absolute gun pick for next season. Coming off a fifty average, for what he can offer with Kikau on his edge, it's yeah. I I think there's there's a lot to be a lot to be said for that that stack.
1: You know who else has been fantastic this year, Corey Oates. Mm. Who fucking saw this coming? Yeah, and he got re-signed. Very impressive. He yeah. has been a try scoring machine as far as ATS's go, making some money. Corey Oates has been my fucking boy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He has been very good, the old rolled oats. Yeah, so I've loved him. Um, Alright, boys, let's get into fullback. Um, the big balls call for the rubdown. Walker, you had Kennedy seventy plus. What did he end up on?
0: Oh, look, look, he had a he had a ten and a two in his average.
1: That yeah, take them out. They cancel them. Yeah, uh, he,
0: he, he played shit. So you got you got a you got a fifty miner was was in, injured for half the season.
1: So yeah, didn't yeah work that's it. That's it. Put a line through it. I'm wrong. Didn't work out, mate. Um, Dylan Edwards was my big call. Um, I remember saying nobody's fucking talking about Dylan Edwards. I you know yeah. listening to podcasts, uh, you know reading uh, social media pages for all the super coach content out there. No one was even touching this bloke. I couldn't believe it. I said he will be the best value play at fullback and he will go 60 plus he has been fantastic yeah
0: no he's he was he was my backup fullback for the
1: trellum Mother league and
0: yeah he, he fired all the way through
1: yep and and i've heard you say this a million times guru one of the most underrated players in the nrl
3: yeah, he definitely is, and um, I, I personally think he's he's going to be a little bit tested. You've had uh, obviously had Lachlan Miller. He's come in and played really well, and um, I still think Will Kennedy is the first choice fullback there, and so he should be, but competition's always good, and uh, you can tell he's competitive as fuck, Will Kennedy. Really? So uh, yeah, I've always been a big fan of him, and I think he's starting to get uh, the attention that he deserves now over the last probably two years.
1: I love the way he plays um, when you watch him and you watch him closely. How often does he let the ball hit the green? Yep. Like he's he's just teleports. You almost can't see it. I mean, when you're talking about the fittest fucking blokes in the NRL, he'd have to be up there with Clint Gutherson. Mm. Right up there with him, 100%. Like a fit-fit boy. Um, all right, so booms, we obviously had Will Kennedy. Guru, fucking what a call this is. Just unbelievable. How did you pick this up? Ryan Pappenhausen mm. as your boom.
0: Yeah. It's, it's um, almost unheard of that a, that a player that would um, score, score that –
3: Ryan That's Pappenhausen. in the
0: previous season.
3: Wow. I mean, in
0: saying that. <laughs> he uh, was a top four for everyone, and, and you're saying, <laughs> what, he's going to be a top one? Or what, what, what's, what are we going on here?
3: Well, in saying that, the year before, he averaged 79. Uh, this year, injury affected, uh, averaged 90. So I, I, I guess that was my angle there. Um, I might have been pushing for him to go above Teddy maybe. I, I'm not sure exactly what my – uh, thinking was here. I think we need a bit more context on these boys because I, I refuse to believe I'm this much of a fucking idiot, to be honest with you. Nah, it's pretty bang on, bro.
1: It's pretty accurate.
0: Never, 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 never disagree with those <laughs> protocols. Um,
1: no, he look, was, he did, he was he amazing, play, though.
0: He did play 12 games, and if he had played the full season, um, it, a lot of comps would have played out a lot differently.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. what did so, he have? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, um, 100 plus games.
0: Yeah, and he was like in that. Yeah, I think he had an average of about, oh, what was it, like nearly 100 um, before he got injured. So,
1: yeah. Where are you taking him, Guru, next year? Oh, I don't he's know. A, he's, a top, he's a top three pick, isn't he?
3: Oh, I want to have a really good chat to
1: NRL Physio before I take him top three. <laughs> 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 I want trust trust uh, me,
0: we're, we're both
1: doing them How agile can you be with an absolutely obliterated patella?
3: Oh, uh, I'm going to have to wine, dine, and 69, Brian, the NRL physio. I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. My, um, I haven't actually mentioned it yet, but my comp, where uh, the guy that won it this year, he gets to pick the challenges for next year, and he's he's actually sh- shaken up a little bit. Um, he, he's an older fellow, so he's not as keen to do the challenges on the day and everything. So what we're doing is a, uh, a sweeps for Melbourne Cup and you've all got your horse, but I believe the way it's going to play it is that you don't tell each other which horse you've got. So you'll have an idea of where you're going to pick your pick, but no one else will. Oh, outside. So it'll be interesting. But surely I, someone,
0: yeah. look, like the commission has to know.
3: Well, so one person I mean, knows. it all goes into a hat. You all pick a, a horse out. I mean, does anyone have to know? Well,
0: whoever sets the line. Oh, well, you do, you do an off, offline draft, don't you? Yes, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's the difference. So yeah, I think that I I, I like that idea, especially, you know, as you guys would know, fucking as blokes get older and stuff, like it's harder to get everyone, it's hard to get everyone in the same place at the same time. And there's 14 of you. So I, I don't mind the idea, but um, I can't remember why I told that story. There was some relevance to what we were talking about, but I've got no idea. Ryan Pappenhausen? What's Ryan Pappenhausen, <laughs> yes. I mean, so that that he's a guy that if I was One, two, or three, I'd be finding out as much information as I possibly could from physio about that. Um, Yeah, it just worries me a little bit. You'd be laughing if he slipped up past five. Isn't it crazy with a guy like him? Like if if I took him third, I'd be a little bit nervous. But if I had him six, I would be doing fucking backflips, you know?
0: But how about about this? He, he, He averages 90 out of 12 games. He scored a 39 and a 34 and a 49.
3: Look, well, this won't fucking shock you, but I'm well and truly aware of what he did.
2: <laughs>
1: after after this uh, year, boys, it's sort of it's sort of changing my mind on where I want to draft, like the the back end, sort of like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 around there seems to be more appealing to me these days. I mean, I look at the people who drafted Nathan Cleary, Ryan Pappenhausen, Turbo early on and then had to wait you know, 20-plus picks until they picked again, it's mm. almost ruined their entire season. Whereas guys that have picked, you know, Mad Dog and then picked Hines, hello. Oh, you're laughing right now. Do you know what in, I
3: mean? Insane, that, mate, if it wasn't the year that it was with all the injuries, though, we're having a completely different conversation. Oh, 100%. We're saying, 100%, we're saying if you don't have a top three pick, you're fucked. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I, I understand where you your come. To, from. Your, 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 top, the-
0: your top average this season is, is- – like 90,
3: 80, 80 to 90 odd, whereas you're looking last season in 120s. Like it's it, a
0: completely different season.
3: Yeah. And as much as it completely fucked me this year, fuck it was an unreal year for drafts as far as the guys that got injured and stuff to make it a good competition. It was mm. sensational.
1: Oh, it's a big equalizer, wasn't it? Yeah. Cause we had, we had one bloke in our, in our league who had Nathan Cleary and his team was looking near unbeatable. And as soon as Nathan Cleary got suspended, we went, okay. It's anybody's game now. Mm, yeah. yeah. Which was fucking real good. Um, <laughs> all right. Where we were up to busts. So we had Matt Duff. This is interesting because we went head to head on this bloke. Uh, we had him as a bust, Matt Dufty. You had him as a sleeper. And we will chalk that down as a win for the rub. Yeah.
0: One yep. for the one for the
3: good guys.
1: One for the good fellas, no doubt there. Had to throw one your way
3: eventually, boys.
1: No <laughs> and what and the the reason why we had him as a bus is because we weren't. We <laughs> because weren't, you had eyes. Well, yeah. Well, we weren't certain he was going to finish the year. That was that's that was the main yeah. worry. Um, and what, it, when he's when he's on
0: the field, he scores points. But we weren't 100 percent certain he'd finish the season at fullback.
1: Yeah. And um, look, another belter from you, Guru, Yeah, bust, AJ Brimson.
3: Yeah, um, I just didn't buy into the Gold Coast Titans in any way, shape, or form. Um, I wasn't feeling too bad about this call until the back end, but that's when it matters. Uh, and when it mattered the most, he was arguably the best player in the competition. So I uh, have to wear that one. Not a great choice. I still wouldn't draft him round one next year, though. I just can't trust. I know you guys mentioned earlier and you made good points. I just I cannot pick a first-round pick from a ball player from the fucking Gold Coast Titans. I That's just can't. The-
1: that's so. the big thing. That that's the big thing. And I mean And they it, haven't they haven't sorted out the hooker
0: situation as well.
1: It's a big it's a big catch twenty two because yes, he does play for the Titans who are a shit show. But if he plays in a better side, does he have to do everything that he does to get all these super coach points? I
3: just I can't spend my life planning it around 2 p.m. fucking Sunday
1: afternoon. I just can't <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, And then sleepers, obviously you had Matt Dufty, you had some huge fail, and we had Dylan Edwards nailed it. Yeah. Dylan Edwards is a sleeper. Yep. Yeah, right. Well, I, mate, people were DMing me saying they, they got Dylan Edwards like round 10.
3: Yeah, wow, okay.
1: Which is just fucking ludicrous. I mean, the guy in our league got him real late. I think round eight, which was crazy.
0: I got, got, get this, in my other league, I got Dylan Edwards
1: round 14. Fuck off. Round 14. Is that 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 one you play and they're all children? They're all like eight (laughs) years old?
0: (laughs) No, this is the
1: cash comp, mate. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cute. All right, boys, we're going to finish it off with our man crush. This is our draft crush. The guys that we were big on, Guru, you had Ruben Cotter, Isaac Tungo, Matty Tomoko, um, Staggs, and Ilias. Obviously happy with Cotter there, happy with Isaac Tungo. The other three, not so much. Yeah,
3: the other three, um, mate, I I, I wasn't completely off. Tomoko for for like for the the role that he played for me being a four CTW and a deep comp like mine I yeah. I wasn't stoked with him but he wasn't a train wreck for me Stags on the other side, other hand was a fucking train wreck Oh it was the worst and mate I- Ilias like ugh, fuck he was so disappointing but I'm telling you if for where I drafted him and for not drafting any halfbacks and because he was dual position if he would have just averaged forty five I would have been happy with him but fucking thirty five. Was yeah. awful. and I think he got better at the back end of the season after I dropped him. So his average was close to like twenty three when I dropped him. Um, so that's a big L for me trying to get a, it, mate. In fact, the only one of those players that I didn't draft was Cotter. Oof.
0: Oh, that that hurts because he was so big on him.
3: Yes, how no, how no, I know. Walk, I'm well aware. <laughs> how did that happen? How the fuck did um, that happen? Well, one of the other boys who uh who I snaked it. <laughs> I, I think he did it on purpose because yeah. he went, he well went earlier than what I would have gone on him. Well played. played. But but still with Ruben Cotter, mate, like there was still a lot of worry in that preseason about like everyone looks back and goes, oh, yeah, like like you talked about it and it was an easy pick. But you didn't know what role he was going to play. You didn't know about injuries. There was still a lot well,
0: going on. And even when he got, got injured with that hamstring, you didn't know when he was coming back, what sort of minutes he'd be getting. Yep. His role had changed slightly. It was, yeah, there was a lot of uncertainty.
1: Mate. Yeah, it was a good pick. It was, yeah, Connor, oh, fuck, wow, from the clouds. Um, and then for us, Wook, we had Connor Watson. We were so wow. fucking big on him, and that yeah. was a huge fail. We were huge on Sam Walker. Now, had a good season, but definitely didn't live up to the expectations that yeah. we had on him. And then the last three we nailed, we had Joey Manu, Nico Hines, and Mad Dog Munster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that, the mad dog call was, um, yeah, we, we were waiting for the season where he, he really took ownership on the on on the side, and yeah, this was it.
1: What about being a mad dog owner, right? And he's clicking along nicely, killing it, and then starts playing fullback.
0: Oh, it, it, it's literally you rubbing the end on it. Fucking hell! It
1: doesn't get any better than that. Oh well, wow. yeah.
0: Shooting shooting laser bolts through yep. the end of my penis. Yep. It was it was great. It was. Um it. obviously.
1: All right, boys. That's it. That is the rub review for 2022. Now, Guru, I um, just want to thank you for all the support that you've given us throughout this season and the seasons before. Uh, and this is the last Super Coach podcast the Rub will do this year, but I'm sure come January we will be dribbling. On about all our fucking ranks and who we like and who we dislike, getting plenty wrong again. You oh,
0: and boys, you know all plenty, plenty right though.
1: Come on, yeah, yeah of course. Well, like that's what we'll do. We'll just throw a lot of shit up against the wall, and then. Uh, but uh,
0: but uh, but unlike other podcasts, <laughs> we, talk, we we talk about both.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it. Now, nah, thanks, Guru. You're an absolute legend, mate. I think
3: I've thrown uh, every single teenager with you uh, at you that has a pulse and teeth tonight. So, fingers crossed, (laughs) one of them comes good.
1: (laughs) Mate, there's some absolute blinders there. I've never heard of any of them, but they're in the black book. You'll know about
3: them soon.
1: I'll come around. Love it. That's what we got you on here for, mate. Thanks again, brother.
0: You you, loads and mates. Appreciate
1: it. All right, boys, let's get out of here. All right.